Today we're gonna to be talking about time management, some laws around respecting your time and having others respect yours as well. We can't wait to unpack this information. You're gonna love it and you're gonna find it incredibly valuable in learning how to master your time. Welcome to the Shane and Melissa show where we invite you to create the life of your dreams and live on purpose. Join us each Tuesday as we have real life conversations around mindset, money, and marriage. We are your hosts, Shane and Melissa Douglas, and we are so grateful that you are here. Thanks for tuning in because if you've been ready to find that silver lining in your life, you'll hear practical tips and ideas from us each week on how to do so. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, everybody. It's Melissa and Shane here. I am fired up to get to chat with you today. This podcast is going to absolutely blow your mind, and we full, full heartedly believe that you take this information, you digest it, and you apply it. You are going to have an incredible, incredible life because you are going to learn to manage your time, respect your time, and teach others to respect theirs as well. So today, Melissa and I are going to unpack time management. We're going to help you understand a couple of laws behind respecting your time, and then we're going to also unpack five ways to maximize your time so that you can really truly start to live a life of your goals and dreams coming to fruition because you're using your time wisely. You know, I think the challenge that most people have around their time and this like idea of time management is they feel like, and really we feel like we don't have enough time in the day to get the things done that we want to get done. Do you find that that's that's the case with most people? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's why I'm so looking forward to this podcast because so often we have our agents that come to us asking how they can better manage their time. We have people in our lives that are soliciting advice on that. And I'm not saying that we're necessarily gurus or perfectionists at mastering our time, but I think we've learned and picked up some things along the way that when we go through and we unpack those topics today, it's really going to help people understand how they can eradicate that challenge in their life. Yeah. So, so Melissa, um, you know, as we were talking about this podcast, really unpacking three major laws to do with our time. And one is that some time, or there's actually like a time principle, I would believe, that is 168 hours in our schedule every single week is what everybody has. It's the same for everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's no changing that. So it's irrelevant what you're doing for a career, what I'm doing for a career. The reality is, is we face the same amount of time. Wouldn't you agree that that's like, I I mean, that's, there's no way around that. That's a pure law when it comes to our time is that we all have the same amount of time. Yeah, it's a great equalizer, right? The president has the same amount of time as you do. I have the same amount of time as the person listening to this podcast, and we've all got the same amount of time. So it's really the great equalizer. Yeah, it's a great point. And the second law around time is there's really only a, a, a few ways that you can use your time. And one is you can invest your time. Two, you can spend your time. And three, you can waste your time. So investing your time is... Putting your time into something where you're going to get time back, like what would you think is a good example of that for our listeners? Well, building a business, you know, mm. some of our listeners might have a business and when you when you 
utilize time that goes into your business. That's an investment of your time. When you read a book, when you listen to a podcast, when you're doing something that your future self is going to be a better person because of, I, I think that um, working out is an investment of time. You sure. put you put energy and effort into your health now, and you honestly can get more later. Yeah, that's true for sure. By by investing that mm-hmm. time, you're getting a healthier, longer life. So you're getting time back. Mm-hmm. And, and then Melissa, another one I see often is spending time. So explain like some great examples of spending time. Anytime you're exchanging your time for money, you're spending time because you're exchanging it for something else. So I think the biggest thing is when you have a job and you have something that you're trading your time for money in. What what, what else would you say is spending time? Well, I think... Like going to the grocery store. Yeah, I think that any time that you're, you're putting your time towards something to get something back of value... Uh, can be spending time, right? I think ultimately investing into anything is when you're going to get back what it is you're investing in a greater reward. So if we're building a business, like you mentioned for the first example, if you're building a business, you're building it ultimately to make an income so you don't have to work and so that you have more time freedom. You can retire earlier and not have to work for money. I think to your point, spending time, a great example is, Mm -hmm. like you said, a job and nothing wrong with having a job, absolutely. However, we do have to understand that that is a format of our time being used and that format is spending because we are giving time for something to return to us being money and it's an exchange for that time. And then the third one is in, is uh, <laughs> actually wasting time, right? I mean, and I think this would be one of the most common reasons why people get frustrated with their time management is because maybe they don't know exactly what something they're participating in and how that something is causing them to truly waste money. I'm not trying to say that video games should not be played. For those of you listening, please don't hear that I think video games are bad. I think video games can be very fun, very relaxing. I don't quite play video games because I just haven't stayed up to par with them and how they work, but here's what I do know is that some people enjoy playing them. However, if we're looking strictly in the confines of this conversation, when we are applying our time towards beating the next level of Call of Duty, we're really not getting anything back of immense value from that. Yes, maybe we're enjoying our time, but we're not getting money back for that time. Although ESPN now has you know video games as, as part of the sports, we're not getting money back for that. We're not getting time back for that. So it is a format of wasting time. Uh, me sitting on the couch, watching a TV, snacking, form of wasting time. I mean, that's that's just that that's just what it is. So that's that's unpacking point number two with the three variables and how uh, time can be used. And the third law of time is that time is our greatest asset. Once it's gone, we won't get it back, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we can't, we won't get more time back. I mean, as it's going, it's going. And so five ways to maximize your time is is we believe this is going to help you maximize your time. And we've put together five ways that we believe you can do this. But five ways to maximize your time. We're going to kick this off starting with number one, Melissa, is conducting a time study, right? Now, I did a time study a while back. We've talked to some business coaches that have talked about time studies. Why don't you walk our listeners through what a proper time study looks like so that people can understand 
maybe the format of it, like writing it out in their time frames. Yeah, you should probably take this one since you've done it and you've like been coached through it a few times. Okay. So a, a time study is where you sit down and you track exactly what it is that you're doing with your time. So how I did mine was I wrote down on a piece of paper at the very top. I put Monday through Sunday across, you know, horizontally. And then vertically on the left-hand side, I wrote down hours and I did them in half hour increments starting from 7 a.m. So it was 7 a.m., 7.30, 8.00, 8.30, so on and so forth. And then what I literally did was write down in little, you know, legible comments what it was that I had done in that half hour or that hour time frame. It was so interesting to me because once I finished this time study, I was able to identify that ultimately 17% of my time usage in a week was in direct correlation to income development, mm-hmm. right? Like sitting with a client, obtaining them as a client, bringing them value, literally 17% of my time was used in direct correlation to you know, increasing our income. Now, yeah, of course, there were other areas that were very valuable to lead up to those circumstances, But that is the first way that I believe you can truly maximize your time is by conducting that time study to truly answer the question of (laughs) where is my time going, right? right? And uh, the second way to maximize your time is to time block for what's important. Melissa, I know that you're great at time blocking for things that are important. What are some of the things you time block for? Yeah, that's a good question. Time blocking really will help you own your time and take responsibility for the time that you have. And at the beginning of the week, so sometime today, today is Sunday when we're recording this, um, I am going to write out the, the major areas of my life that I spend time doing things. So whether it's our podcast, whether it's taking photos, our financial business, um, personal time, time with my husband, Anyways, I am going to write all of those categories out and then I'm going to write down the tasks that I need to accomplish to help me achieve the goal that I have in that set category. So the reason I'm telling you this is because those become time blocks on my schedule. So then once I do this, once I look at what's the most important thing to get done this week for this area of my life, I'm going to schedule that in my upcoming week in 30 minute increments. So time blocking is really taking the task and putting it on your calendar before the day of. That's fantastic. Now, Melissa, for some of our people listening, they may be thinking, yeah, that's great if you've got a very manageable schedule. However, my kids, they have to be taken to this practice on this day. They have to go here. I have to then go to this unplanned doctor's appointment. Talk to me about how if somebody's time blocked and and an event comes up that was not necessarily planned for, okay, this truly leads into the third way of maximizing our time. Talk to me about how they could then gap fill. So take that time block and put it somewhere else in the day where maybe there's an open spot. Well, yeah, it's pretty unlikely that every single moment of the day is going to be filled. Um, So when you're going through your schedule, you're going to have downtime 
And those are the moments where you can shift things around. So if sending Facebook messages or connecting with current clients is something that's within your time block, well, then then your husband who usually picks up the kids says, hey, I need you to pick up the kids today. You can easily shift things around a little bit to fit that in. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really good because I think um, mm-hmm. oftentimes we we forget that we can <laughs> gap fill. We forget mm-hmm. that we can take the time. And what I think is great, and this is something that that our mentors talk to us about, and Ian's mentioned this is if you've got a list of things that you're going to do and get done throughout the day, and then let's say a an appointment reschedules, well then pull one of those things to do forward, whether it's studying for an exam, whether it's getting dinner ready, maybe it's taking out the hamburger to thaw it, uh, move that into a gap that you have then filled because it opened up for you. And so really talking about point four, I think this is this is a very valuable point to cover and that is yellow lines I know we're still working on this and getting getting good at this but a yellow line can be so valuable for people Melissa when they really want to learn how to make the main thing the main thing when the main thing is what's important and that's that could be a date night or something to that degree and explain yellow lines for people and how that correlates to them respecting their time Yeah, so when you have a yellow line in your schedule, there's absolutely nothing that comes in the way of you and that yellow line scheduled item. So let's say for you, there's just some non-negotiables. Maybe you have children and it's so important that every week you're taking 30 minutes uninterrupted with that child or an hour. For us being married, we have solid yellow lines once a week on Sundays between about noon and 3.30. And that's our time where we kind of touch base about our marriage and we do something that we enjoy. If uh, it's the holiday, you know, maybe we'll go up to Bronner's or Frankenmuth. We take the dog for a walk. That's our time together. And when we're honoring that yellow line, nothing comes in the way. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Just nothing comes in the way of us and that time together. I think something that comes to mind about this, Melissa, is is the importance of having some flexibility in the moment. So you and I, the other day, we wanted to go grab lunch. So we went and grabbed Pad Thai. Mm -hmm. We went to a park we'd never been to before. Mm -hmm. And we allowed that to become a yellow line, right? Like like we, we turned our phones over. We worked hard to avoid using our phones and more so just hung out for that moment in space. You know what I mean? And so I think that the more like the way to look at a yellow line, right, is on a road. If you've got a solid yellow line, it means you don't cross over to the other, you know, uh, lane. You stay in your lane. And so uh, yellow lines can be so valuable. And I think that as we learn to implement these yellow lines, we learn to implement these things, we're gonna find such such an enormous amount of time freedom now because, and if you do a time study like I mentioned, you're gonna find ultimately that you've got so much more time that you otherwise thought you didn't have. And so the fifth, and I think possibly the most important way to maximize your time is to analyze these five things at the end of the week. Mm-hmm. I guess technically we analyze the four things because the fifth sure. item is to analyze them. 
And so I know, Melissa, that you tend to review your week. You tend to review your schedule and see what was successful. And we've talked in other other podcasts about, you know, what was your best part about your day. And that's like a daily review. Um, what would you say would be something if you were, and I know I'm kind of catching you off the, off the cuff here, but what would you say is one way that you're going to be looking at your schedule and analyzing it for how you managed it? And what are some areas you might be looking for that would be glaringly obvious that you could change or have improved upon? Like what might be assigned to you like, oh, that's something I should pivot and adjust and correct. Well, I think if I can look back at those main tasks that I set out to accomplish at the beginning of the week or before the week started, and if I got them done, then I would say, hey, I stayed on track and I can then evaluate, okay, well, where did, where did I, you know, schedule more time than I thought I was going to? Because when you're doing this time study, you're also going to be able to evaluate, you know, did this take as long as I thought it was going to? So analyzing it in that regard is super helpful to see, hey, did I accomplish what I set out to accomplish? But also analyzing it in the way of maybe I have more time than I thought I did. Mm -hmm. What do I want to add to my schedule? That's so good. That's so good. So again, as a real quick recap, number one is conduct a time study, right? Find out where your time is going. And two, time block for what's important. Three, gap fill. When something falls off your schedule, fill it with the next thing on your to-do list. Number four is, you know, have yellow lines, things that you guard your heart with and you don't cross over and you make the main thing the main thing. And then fifth, never forget to analyze it. And we believe that these are some secrets to how we have found ways to preserve time, harness available gaps in our schedule, and become as productive as possible. And we believe that when you implement these things, you Two, my friend, will have incredible time management skills. And the last thing we want to leave you with is a critical thinking question. And in everything that we do and all things that we put our time towards, we should always ask ourselves this question. Is what I'm doing getting me closer or further from my goals and dreams? Go become a master of your time. Go and master time and do not let time master you. Thanks for listening and join us over on social media. We hope today you found a silver lining in your life, felt inspired, or learned a new idea. We would be forever grateful if you gave us a five-star review to help get the word out about this podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to stay updated about other resources and future episodes. If you found this episode inspiring or shareworthy, please post on social media to let us and your friends know. Until the next episode, continue to create the life of your dreams and live on purpose.